This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. What's up, peeps? The name's Crystal, the raddest ever fall. Dungeon crawler extraordinaire, sick-ass rogue, semi-decent wizard, and carbon neutral as fuck when I wanna be. So here's the sitch. Some jerkwad named Azataz the Wise thought that he could double-cross me and get away with it. That piece of wizard shit banished me and my partner in crime Scarletta to the demon realm over some real petty nonsense, okay? And so she and me, we made a pact to go after that wily old fart and murder the pants off him. Only problem is, the guy's totally MIA, off-world. Motherfucker literally UFO-jacked an alien, blasted off into space, and left poor old Schmo stranded here with us. Well, guess what, Azzy? We're coming for your behind. Once our cool new alien friend manages to rig us up a rinky-dink-ass spaceship, that is. But to do that, we'll need supplies. Metal, glass, and a bunch of other sciencey stuff that Schmo says is pertinent to a successful launch or whatever. So, after ransacking the old coot's wizard tower of all the cool magical trinkets we could carry, we packed our bags and trekked out to the Sandscape Desert. Legend says the ancient Sandscapians made contact with aliens back in the day. Like, how else did those pyramids get built? So they've gotta have some sort of cool horde of sci-fi stuff or something. And we've made it our mission to find it. That glorious cache of advanced alien tech lost to the annals of history. Just sitting somewhere out there waiting to be discovered. Somewhere. How's it hanging, ladies and folks? My name is Chris R.R. Balzo, and this is my show. You're about to hear the latest and greatest installment of my ongoing sword and sorcery sci-fi narrative. A story written, read, performed, and edited all with your ear holes in mind. So don't even concern yourself with going back to catch up quite yet, because this episode, like every episode, just so happens to be the perfect jumping on point. And then, once you're hooked... Feel free to go back and enrapture yourself with the story thus far while you wait for the next one to drop. But for now, all I need you to do is sit back, relax, and allow me to unfurl the wizard scroll. Sand, sand, sand. And even more fucking sand. The Sandscape Desert was full of the stuff. 200,000 square miles of it to be exact. Like a sea of land, it extended out past the horizon line in all directions. With its dips and bends, its hillocks and valleys, its cacti, tumbleweeds, big-ass spiders and scorpions dotting the Sandscape. Not a single cloud to be seen in that dry, orange-tinted sky above 
as a falcon flew by just overhead for added effect. Here is the Sandy Taint Saloon, an establishment of, shall we say, ill repute. The place where all the roughest, toughest thugs, jug makers, sand sled tuggers, and sick fucks in general came to get their whistles wet. And let me tell you, Don Snapper wouldn't touch this place with a 10-foot pole on account of the aforementioned sick fucks. Peeps like Alex Boudinass, Jenny Fisticuffs, Frankie Facefuck, Johnny One Boot, a bipedal camel smoking a cigarette, Franklin with a C, and even Jerry the Skeleton, who, unlike all the other Skeleton in the land, had somehow survived the Lich Queen's super epic demise some months before. I, uh, I drank a lot of milk, I guess, he said before returning to his pitcher of milk. Ah, fucking shit, not again! The whole place got real quiet real quick as a pair of young female adventurers burst through those rickety old double doors. One was an elf of short, slim stature, clad in a hooded cloak of leaves and harem pants, a crystal acorn hanging from the gold chain around her neck, with a chestnut-shaped, almond-toned countenance, glowing emerald eyes, and silky, silvery rainbow hair, done up in a triple bun like Rey from Star Wars. The other was of a taller, fuller frame, a pale, red-headed human with a hazel-hewn, fire-hardened gaze that would make your mama say, And you must be Scarletta! Oh my word, it's so nice to finally meet you! My offspring has told me so much about you already. Come, have a glass of wine, we have much to discuss. Anyway, she wore off-white, loosely-fitting garb and a pair of golden, shimmering gauntlets. And strapped to her back, she carried a bow staff and a gatling crossbow, whatever the fuck that means. And as they stepped fully into the bar, you can now see the third member of this peculiar party. A green, bug-eyed alien creature who sat comfortably cradled in a baby Bjorn hanging from the elf's back. This garnered a lot of side-eyed stares from the rest of the saloon's patrons. Some light murmuring and what-the-fucks exchanged. But like, what the heck were they gonna do about it? Absolutely zilch. Because all these miscreants were worried about at this juncture was getting faded and getting laded. So fuck them, they ain't bothering nobody. It's not like one of them has a, a big ass bounty on her head or anything, said the narrator, as the camera slowly panned over to a wanted poster depicting Crystal Everfall, AKA the very elf who now sauntered over to the bar like, Hey, yo, Barky, let me get, uh, three pints of mead, three big-ass buffalo ham hocks, hmm, fuck my ass, what else, and a small vanilla cone with rainbow sprinkles, and uh, that's it. Ice cream machine broke. Schmo, do the thing. Okay, bet. And lo, the ice cream maker was in running order once more. So the elf hopped over to the other side of the bar, and with a swiftness simply unheard of outside of the Tiger Woods, she grabbed an empty pint glass and fixed herself up in ice cream need floats. Oh, and uh, since we kind of just fixed your machine there, how about we get all that on the house? Arrgh. All right, gang, check it. 
We're right here. Just past the little crossfade point between biomes. Crystal, Antoine Everfall, I know you did not just get a bit of ice cream on the magic map. Oh shit, sorry, maybe. We only got one of these. Be careful. Anyway, since we know the ancient Sanscapians used to all congregate by water, Scarletta pointed with one of her golden gloved fingers, drawing your attention to the long, twisting blue line dashed across the parchment as she spoke. Logic would dictate that all we have to do to find some ancient-ass Sanscapian settlements is to follow the length of the Bile River. <laughs> Ew! Really? Crystal, for the 420 blazillionth time, it's not real bile, hun. It's just a shitty pun. Oh, okay, bad. Your buffalo ham hocks, ma'am. Why, thank you, my good sir. And here's a little uh, something, something for you, fine barkeep. Just don't spend it all in one place. So you've got the plan, right? What plan? Ah, the plan to find all that ancient aliens crap. For goddamn God's sake, were you even listening to me? Oh, oh what the fuck on a duck? From out of a darkened corner of the room, a dagger had come whizzing through the air, caught Kristal's ham hock out of her hand, and embedded itself into the nearby wall. And the culprit, an unassuming figure skulking forward from the shadows, he made his presence known as that short, jagged dagger levitated back to its grasp, ham hock in tow. Did somebody say ancient aliens? Yes, yes, yes. Like Kristal, this man before her was an elf, with shoulder-length blonde hair, long pointed ears, and a five o'clock shadow that glistened in the candlelight of the tavern. He flashed a sickeningly slick smile, his teeth so white that Kristal could have sworn she saw them twinkle and sparkle, impossibly even brighter than the small, flickering flames lining the walls above them. His attire could be most succinctly described as some Indiana Jones-ass shit, except for the hat, which he had swapped out for a brown and pink zebra-striped fedora with a shark-tooth hatband, because this guy just likes his hats a little bit extra. And in the time it took me to describe all that, he had taken another bite of Kristal's meal, taken several dozen steps forward and brandished that short, jagged dagger on guard style, holding it straight to her neck, barely nicking the skin as he spoke. Do you truly and honestly think that you shall find the ancient alien's cache of sci-fi shit before me? Before I? Before the greatest treasure hunter of all time, Don Gunyaro? Yes, 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 no, 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 you shall not. I have spent decades watching the Yesteryear channel. I have dedicated my whole life to finding this most elusive treasure. I have given up everything in my search for glory. My wife and children, my house, my promising career as a turnip salesman. I left it all behind in pursuit of the ancient aliens, and I will not be trifled, stifled, or otherwise eifled by some brats and their weird-looking goblin thing. Understand? Yes, yes, yes? Back away from my friend or I'll pop a cap in your ass, and no cap. This blaster o mine is locked and loaded with primo industry grade A plasma bullets. 
One wrong move and your anus will literally melt off and then you will die a slow and painful death. Whoa, 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 whoa. just take it easy man, take it easy. Okay, I am, I am backing away. I am backing away right as I, right as I, yoink, take your map and I am out of here. Hey, get back here. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That's my fucking knee! You bastards! Fine! Take your magical map, then. It looks like a shitty old ice cream stained mess to me, anyway. What's so special about that, eh? I mean, all kinds of stuff, really. The image moves with you based on your location. It's got a built-in compass. It's waterproof. You can even say your destination out loud, and it straight up tells you how to get there. Ain't that neat? It more or less has the same functionality as a GPS. But those have not been invented on this planet yet. Oh shit, now I really want that- ah! Fine! Even with that schmetical map of yours, you'll never find the lost ancient stash of alien stuff before me! Oh yeah? Donny boy? And why's that, you lame leg have an ass? Well, you see... Hey everybody! Hey, what the fuck do you want? What the fuck? You see that poster of the elf chick on the quest board? The one with the huge ass bounty on her head? Well, it just so happens that she's standing right the freak here. Yes, yes, yes! Yes, yes, yes! Bouncy, you say? Naturally, everyone in the bar all perked up and looked at our intrepid heroes like, damn, I could really use me some gold real quick. Because let me tell you, it was a fine bounty indeed. The Oakburg Paladin Department had recently set Kristall's reward at 14,069 gold. A thousand for each of the cool as heck orange paladins she had a hand in slaughtering back in episode 202, and an extra 69 for comedic effect. And lo, Kristall, Scarletta, and Schmo found themselves surrounded right quick by the patrons of the Sandy Taint Saloon flanked on all sides by miscreants of all creeds as they brandish swords and spears, axes and hammers, shields, bows, glaives, and other things as well. Aw, oh, what the heck, Opalis, you fucking narc? Really? <sighs> well, there goes our low profile. All right, Missy, you're coming with me. We can do this the easy way, the hard way, the medium way, or we can do this the medium way. Now what'll it be? No, 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 no. That reward is mine, you chum dumping chump. Hey, I run my lucrative chum dumping business with dignity, sir. Ah, fuck now. Me and my boys are taking that lich in, and ain't nothing gonna get in our way. Not you, not that camel in the corner smoking a cigarette, not even Frankie Facebook over here. Fellas, fellas, come on. There's a simple solution to all this that you ain't figured out yet. Yeah, and what's that? <laughs>
<laughs> all you've got to do to get your hands on all this is wanting the most. A guy with two eye patches, three eyes, and a ponytail rapidly rushed in, sword swinging, heck bent on claiming that bounty for himself. Be me! His quarry, Crystal the Raddest. She easily dodged, spun, and roundhouse kicked his flailing form away. He was punted clean across the room, sent soaring straight into a guy with three eye patches and two Whoa! eyes. While Scarletta reached around and pulled out her bow staff, doing all sorts of cool spins and flips, knocking foe after foe down to the ground, smacking some, tripping others, and even hitting one guy in the face as he rushed in from behind like some real Jackie Chan-ass shit. What? And then her golden gauntlets, the very same ones that her partner had once wielded to great effect back in season one, those magic gloves began to shimmer, glimmer, and sparkle with eldritch energy as she socked that bipedal camel right in his sunglass-wearing face. <laughs> then she picked up a guy five times her size and spun him around by the leg. She pulled and she spun, rotating faster than a speeding spin cycle before releasing her grasp as the guy flew through the wall, landing in the sand some miles away. Alright, no more fucking around. Time to bring out the big guns, she said all cool-like as she pulled out the crossbow from her back and began firing it like... As Schmo scrambled behind an overturned table and opened fire with his laser blaster, making Swiss cheese out of the fools unfortunate enough to find themselves within the green little creature's crosshairs. Get out of my way, you filthy motherfuckers! Don Gagnaro struggled to his feet, gingerly favoring his good leg as he spun and swayed about the fray, searching for Crystal amidst the raging barroom brawl that he himself had caused. Though the elf was nimble, light on her feet, and presently she leapt from one guy's face and drop-kicked into another guy's face. Aha! The world's greatest treasure hunter hucked his trusty dagger gracefully through the air, catching the elf by one of her three buns and sending her on a crash course with the nearby wall. You dickless sack of severed cocks! Whoa! Oh, now I see. You wanna do this the schmedium way. Well, guess what, girl? Playtime's over! Get your grimy goddamn hands off my girlfriend, you ding-dang-darn-dick-wee-devourer! Motherfucking Santor got me this Gatling crossbow, and it can fire over 69 arrows per minute, okay? So you do not want to mess with me. <laughs> now that they are preoccupied, it is time to make my tactical retreat, yes, yes, yes! The elf dropped to the floor, gritted his pearly white teeth, and began to crawl. Beneath tables, between legs, across decades worth of gunk, grime, broken glass, congealing mead, ice cream, and milk, 
as he scampered for the door on all fours, leaving a trail of dripping knee blood in his wake. But his attempts at absconding from the scene were squandered soundly by Johnny One Boot, who dove in from out of frame and delivered a big old drop kick to Don's prone posterior. Ah! The drunkard would later change his name to Johnny No Boots, for the world's greatest treasure hunter now had a boot lodged up his anus, and our friend Johnny here had no desire to purchase another pair. What can I say? My, my toes feel so free! And then Alex booted ass sidled up in and placed a hand on Don's shoulder like, mm, Welcome to the club, old word, old buddy, old pal. And no, uh, you do not get used to the boot in ass sensation, I'm afraid. Get off of me! Ah! Oh, I've gotta get out of here before! But before he could finish his thought, he glanced back to the skirmish once more, and all he saw were a bunch of dead, unconscious, vaporized, and otherwise incapacitated bargoers sprawled out on the floor. Crystal and her friends, nowhere to be seen. As a single tumbleweed rolled across the room to further accentuate the point. Hey, get the fuck out of here! You goddamn tumbleweed, we do not serve your kind here! Understand! Boss, boss, you're gonna wanna see this! God damn it, Charlie! What did I say about coming in here while my sexy orc wife is under the desk right now sucking my dick, huh? Do not do it! Get the fork out of here, huh? Oh, sorry, boss, I'll just wait in the hall. 23 minutes later. All right, Charlie, what was it you had to show me? I've got some intel on Little Miss Oakberg's most wanted herself. Say psych right now. An owl came by the office and dropped off this tape about 23 and a half minutes ago. Says it came all the way out from the Sandscape Desert. On God, that's Crystal the motherfucking raddest. The elf who killed my whole squadron back in episode 202. Those were my boys, Charlie. Sanchez, Bubba, Tralex, etc. And now I know exactly where she is. The boss says here this footage is from three days ago. I have a general idea of where she might be. Either way, we gots to go after her, Charlie. And I'm not just gonna bring that lich in dead or alive. I'm wanna bring that lich in dead or alive. For I am Ralph Hogman B.D. of the 69th Precinct. A crooked chop who don't play by nobody's rules. Come, Charlie. Get the hogs. We ride immediately. Uh, okay, boss. <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do when we come for you, little Miss Everfall? Next time on the Wizard Scroll. Hey! -ya! Thanks for tuning in to me screaming about wizards for 20 minutes. If you're still here, odds are that you've enjoyed what you just heard and are stoked for more. So while you wait, feel free to check out all the previous episodes of the show, aka plenty of content to keep you content until the next episode drops. 
And if that's still not enough Wizard Scroll goodness for your ear holes, consider stopping by my all new Patreon page for all sorts of patron exclusive content. For a measly $4.20 a month, you'll get access to all my episodes a whole week earlier than anyone else. Of course, the Wizard Scroll will always be absolutely free for anyone to enjoy, but if you're feeling generous enough to support the show you love, well, I won't say no. Finally, if you want to support me in a way that doesn't cost you a dime, hop on your social medias and let me know what you think of the show either as a review on your podcasting platform of choice or anywhere else on the internet. Word of mouth is how this show can continue to grow, so share the shit out of it with everyone you know. And until next time, bye bye The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Congratulations. You've reached the Amelia Project. A new life awaits. If you're not serious about this, hang up. If you continue, there's no way back. Leave your message after the beep. Enter the offices of the Amelia Project and be ready for surprises, twists and turns. Follow the Amelia team as they help their clients fake their deaths and come back with new identities. Each episode is different. Each client coming to the death-faking agency has a unique story to tell. If death and disappearances, comedy and crime, mystery and magic sounds like your cup of... Coco, the Amelia Project is the podcast for you. Search for The Amelia Project wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, leave your message after the beep.